submitted for your approval of the Midnight Society. The Field Trip Podcast is proud to present scary stuff to show your kids. Hey there, welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. As usual, my name is Brent Trahune. Joining me on the podcast for the first time, my wife, Raisha. Hello. Uh, so let's, uh, her, your name is Raisha, R-Y-S-H-A. Right. So lean in on the mic a little bit. Uh, mm. But... Let's just, you have to clarify, because anytime you introduce your, yourself to anybody, people are always saying, what's your name? Right. Raisha. Raisha. Yeah. So, we're, how long have we been together? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this episode uh, is just based on stuff that, horror, that you could show your kids, because you and I, we're sitting in a room right now that's half Simpsons and half horror-related items. Yeah. So, um that's just kind of how we bond anyway. And we watch gruesome horror, but then we also will revert to the stuff we're going to talk about. Right. Because it's it's not just about, you know, blood and guts all the time. It can't be that. I mean, sometimes, but not all the time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what uh, the first thing I want to talk to you about, as as an adult, or was there something as a, as a kid... That you were scared of that now you gravitate towards. I would definitely say the Chucky franchise. Like I was terrified of it when I was little. And now I collect it. I mean, I'm looking across from me and I have like seven dolls, a life-size doll, pictures. I mm -hmm. mean. So, uh, and you and I have talked, you know, off mic, of course, but you uh, always watched Tales from the Crypt with your dad. Right. When I started when I was four. Well, and th did that scare you at all? No, because I think my dad was there. My dad's like six, seven, and 300 pounds. Like, I'm not, it was easy not to be scared when he was there. Yeah, because the, the thing with me is I would, whenever the, the intro for Tales from the Crypt came on, that was the scariest part of the show. And I would, that's one, uh, I would get scared at intros. We'll talk about it, but yeah. intros, I would, as soon as you, you hear the music and you hear the laugh and the cobwebs and the Crypt Keeper, I would turn it. I think that's when I knew my dad would be home because he worked nights. Yeah. So when that came on, I would like run down. I would hear the microwave go off with the popcorn and my dad would be just ready. So to me, mm -hmm. that was like, he's home. Yeah. So it was more of a good thing for Which me. Which is weird because to you, that's your bonding time. And, and the, and the, the stuff we're going to talk about, some people are so scared that they can't even bring themselves to watch Goosebumps. That's ridiculous. I know I mean, it, is, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, everybody has a different opinion on it. Not everyone's going to agree with it, you know? Well, for me, you know, as a kid, stuff that scared me. And now I don't necessarily, I'm not the, the biggest Tales from the Crypt fan. I like the show. I love it. But uh, other stuff that scared me as a child, and it's all stuff that you, you, would, you, you would think it would be like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. But it's not. It's the ghost and Mr. Chicken starring Don Knotts. <laughs> Which there's a scene in it where, uh, you know, a painting gets a pair of gardening shears in the neck and it's bleeding. Right. And I remember that as a kid and I would just, it, you know, probably 10 years. I don't know what it was, but I, how are you supposed to be more scared than Don Knotts? That's the guy <laughs> that's supposed to be scared. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid was another one. The for troll me. from the tree in the tree. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just his runny nose. Uh, I don't know wh why that scared me because it's not scary but well now just as not a kid. but maybe back then it was i mean yeah uh and then the another opening would be the goosebumps opening with the music probably the most iconic music we'll talk about right on this episode and then also we you we just watched on tv because we can't find any are you afraid of the dark episodes without paying for them and we're too cheap to do that. yeah so uh but <laughs> just the intro i remember it, there's a series of shots and like the third shot is like a skateboard in the attic. And I told you as soon as the skateboard hits, you would turn it off. I'm done. I can't, I don't want to watch anymore. See, I always thought that are you afraid of the dark intro was way scarier than the goosebumps intro. Yeah, because we'll, and we'll talk about it. I guess those are the, the two quintessential series for right. us, you know, and they're still around and they just rebooted the, are you afraid of the dark? And there's new goosebumps. Right. Episodes. But you know, if you're showing your kid, a kid doesn't really know or care that it was from 1995 versus 20, you know, 2020. I don't know. There's some punks out there that probably 
comment on the quality of it. If you're showing a 10 year old, they're gonna be like, why does it look like this? Yeah. Why is it in standard <laughs> definition and not 4k? Right. They're spoiled. Uh, also the, the movie, the burbs. Oh yeah. Which, uh, we just watched that recently. Yeah. Too long ago. And it's just the scene where they're, where he's digging in the, in the dark, right? Which that could be scary anywhere, but as a kid and his like werewolf mutton chop things, <laughs> right? And then my last one was Ghostbusters, the library scene in the New York public library with oh, the ghosts stacking one. the books. That's that's why I didn't see Ghost uh, Ghostbusters for the longest time because that scene is at the beginning, and it scared me. So I was like, I I was done with too big of a chicken after that. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So I mean, did you have any other ones? I had. I think one thing I was scared of is sharks, and I I'm definitely not now. I think they're beautiful creatures, but. My cousin, when he went to Florida, brought back a shark's tooth necklace for me. Mm -hmm. And I was five, and he told me they lived in all water. So (laughs) I got to the point where my mom had to, like, be in the bathroom with me when I used the restroom. And I was five, not anything current. Which is not any different than now, because (laughs) I'll sit in there with you while you're taking care of business. Yeah, I will. (laughs) No. That's what kind of relationship we have now That is not the kind of relationship we have now. We have the relationship. That is disgusting. I know. Uh, so sharks, and now you're a big fan of Jaws anyway. So, right. Well, and I think that, too, that was a movie that I saw, and it scared me even more because my uncle had a lake house, and we used to go up and go tubing, and how I would beat most of my cousins is I would hold on for dear life because I thought there was a shark yeah. in the lake. So, so it, it, fear was the motivator. Right. Uh, any other memories before we jump into our list? Not really still afraid of clowns. Yeah, well, we'll talk about them, too. Is there a one moment that made you scared of clowns? Because I'm not. They don't bother me at all. Uh, I think my mom did my nursery in clowns, so it probably scarred me for life. Yeah, you had that uh, Bart Simpson. Yeah. Uh, he had that crib with the clown right. on it, and that terrified That's him. terrifying. But I think a lot of the time, we just had parades a lot in my hometown, even though they were small. And they always had this funeral home, the one funeral home in my town. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a bunch of people dressed as clowns, and they always always come like run up on you. Like it fu- was never funeral nice home and clowns? gentle. Yeah, they just came rushing towards you. Yeah, so, well, they were know, so eager to make you happy. <laughs> no, that's not how it went. And of course, we're gonna get talk about the stuff that you could show your kids. Of course, I don't have to tell you this, but this is all your discretion. <laughs> some some people will never be able to watch the stuff that we're gonna talk about and it's not even scary right uh but yeah so i we can jump into it first on my list and you jump in when you have one too because you prepared a separate list that we didn't really discuss right uh but first is is goosebumps right ran from uh 95 to 98 uh and of course it's from rl stein best-selling children's author just behind you you and i talked about it but right. for the listener who is it the best-selling children's author J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because that was a big price difference because she made like $200 million more dollars. Well, and she was a billionaire, I think, and ended right. up giving it away. Right. Yeah, she did. Uh, so he, in, in total, the Goosebumps series is uh, 235 books, 62 original uh, in, in the series. And I, I should have looked at how many episodes because I guess we're talking about shows. A lot because it's like se- six seasons, I think it was, or yeah. something like that. Uh, since the release of its, fir- of its first novel, Welcome to the Dead House, that was the first one, in July 92, the series has sold over 400 million books worldwide in 32 languages. Man. Uh, Stein said the name of the book series came to him after he saw a TV station's ad and TV guide that stated, quote, it's Goosebumps Week on Channel 11. Huh. So that's how how they got the title Goosebumps. He originally signed a six-book deal with the publisher Scholastic. <laughs> Do you say Scholastic? I say Scholastic. Scholastic. I was going to say that Goosebumps were always a staple at those fairs, even though I was never given money to purchase any books I guess there. looking <laughs> back when you see the, the school-astic, I'm going to s- keep saying it like I would say <sighs> uh, foilage. Instead of foliage, uh, I guess all that stuff was published by school. School, I kept trying to. Can't, this is going to get edited out, which it won't be. Uh, scholastic, and I guess all that stuff was published by them. So it's kind right. of. I didn't think. I don't Shady think that now when, that you think about yeah, it. Yeah, when they're all yeah. trying to sell their product, but I, it's you know, smart. Uh, but 
he went on to write 62 books in the original series. The folk, uh, the first book, as I said, Welcome to the Dead House. Uh, the series was originally aimed at girls, uh, but both boys and girls enjoyed the series equally with half of Stein's fan mail uh, coming from boys. And the cover illustrations for the series were done by a guy named uh, Tim Jacobus, which in our... I don't. I don't know what we call this room. Uh, we call it toy room, play room, toy room. Even though we yeah. have no children. Yeah. Uh, I guess we are the children. But up, you know, over to my left, we have all these mock-ups of current horror movies, and it's called Ghoul Books in the same font as Goosebumps. Just right. I don't know. They you know they say don't judge a book by its cover, but I literally had tubs of these books as a kid, and we I would still do behind you the yeah, whole series. Yeah, I, I did there, get some yeah. for you, and. Uh, because I got money from Facebook <laughs> now Marketplace. You do. <laughs> uh, but I would just get all the books out and spread them out. I, I had all these books, but I haven't read many of the books. Well, I've read all of them. Yeah. I love would, all of them. Uh, but I would just look at the covers because they're right. so, so good. And the, they're all consistent. If you saw, if you just saw the outline of the font written you would in know a what it word. Was. Yeah. Right. Uh, the TV series aired in over 100 countries. And it was the number one rated children's TV show for three years in the United States. Uh, and talking about censor- censorship and people that don't want you know their kids to see this or read this. January 97 in Minnesota, uh, parents sought to have Goosebumps banned in schools because she felt it was, quote, too scary for children. Ironically, though, she admitted that her son had only uh, read for school reports before he started avidly reading the novels. She said, I had to force to read them before that. Oh my God. So dumb. it's on the, one of those things where it's also weird when you ban a book now in 2020, if you ban something, you're going to get it anyway. Somebody's right. going to find a way. all different ways to get things. But also, so if your kid didn't like it, which he clearly did. Right. So that means everybody has to not read. It's not one thing if you're teaching people how to make terrorist you know, bombs or whatever. That's called a helicopter mother. That's just let your kid read. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, and then you and I, I forgot to even bring this up, but the, the one series I did read was it was that series. It would be like Frankenstein doesn't pick tulips. You know, that's oh, that yeah. series. Yeah. What is that called? Do you know? I have no idea. You're going to have to look it up, but it was all like monster based type stuff. So I, I, if I didn't read goosebumps, it was still monster based. Right. Uh, what else, I, did you do anything on Goosebumps? Uh, the only thing I said is that I did read that it was more loosely based towards females, and I think that that shows with the Haunted Mask, which is probably one of the more iconic of the yeah uh, even books, but also the episodes with Carly Beth. Uh, she was like a stronger character, and he said he modeled a lot of his uh female characters after his wife. His wife. His wife. Uh, this one I I didn't we didn't talk about it, but you're all bringing up this all feminist bullshit. No, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but I will uh, plug a, another podcast if you don't uh, mind me doing no, so. No, no. <laughs> uh, there's a podcast called Goosebumps. Welcome to Dead House. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hosted by the Terror Twins, Daniel and Matthew uh, Montgomery, and essentially it's about uh, these twins that had the Goosebumps books when they were younger. And they graded the books as kids, like on the, in the corner, like you would write in your books. And they would get yeah. A minus, B minus, whatever. Uh, and now they talk about it. They'll say the grade they gave as kids. They talk about the books. They talk about the difference between the TV show and the books for that episode. And then they give it a new grade. So, What's the average length of one of those Goosebumps books, by the way? Mm. 100, 150 pages? I, I, wouldn't, I don't even think 150 pages. Yeah. So, and it's bigger print, so... And the thing we didn't talk about either was that since spun out two movies. Right. So it's still obviously very popular. Going and they've they've redone uh, the covers. Right. Um, but you and I, I've seen the first movie. You've seen the second one, both of both, them. Yeah. But it stars Jack Black. And it's kind of, I, got, I guess, I've never seen Evening at the Museum, but it's been com- compared it's, to yeah. another movie where it's a cast of it characters. It is very similar. similar though, All those sure. uh, favorites. And that the thing I was talking about, I just looked it up. It's called the Bailey School Kids. Uh, and the books would be like uh, Frankenstein Doesn't Plant Petunias. Uh, what year did this come out? 
Uh, well, now you're asking me to Google while recording. <laughs> Vampires you know don't wear polka dots, some, stuff like that. That doesn't sound familiar to me, but I'm also older than you, so. Yeah, you're at least 20 years I older than me. Uh, dragons don't cook pizza, so it was whatever mythical creature doesn't do blank. I, I would have read that as a kid. One was called uh, Ghosts Don't Eat Potatoes or something like that, and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you even what they're about anymore, but I just remember liking them. Um, in my notes, I had the, the list of the most popular Mm-hmm. Uh, Goosebumps books or mm-hmm. actually TV show ones. So um, we'll say, you know, we'll talk about some of these. Say Cheese and Die. I remember that cover. Oh, I do too with the skeletons well, and the picnic. Yeah. So, of course, the camera makes you dead. I think, you know, I could read all these, but uh, we don't nah. have to. Uh, stay Out of the Basement. The kid's dad is a, a turned into a plant. His, yeah. his dad's held captive downstairs. We've also got One Day at Horror Land. You and I... It's weird. Well, like I said, we watch the most gruesome stuff, or then we're watching this two-part Goosebumps episode. Uh, it's a you know game show based one, the girl who cried monster, and that one I remember this cover vividly. It was kind of like a guy, bald guy, with a green visor, and he's eating worms. Right. Then uh, we also I think have... that was the first episode in this in the series. Itself. Oh, was it? Yeah. I I could probably says right here in the thing, but. Uh... Uh, also the perfect school. I don't remember this one at all, but I do remember this next one and I'll show you this picture cause you're going to be scared of it too. Tell me that's not scary. The scarecrow walks oh, at that midnight. That one was one of the scariest covers ever. It just, if you just pull that picture up and whether you're a kid or not, if you saw that in a cornfield, right. The scarecrow. I hate scarecrows. Uh, and I think one of your favorite is night of the living dummy. I think that's one of the more popular ones considering slappy is in the two major movies mm-hmm. like he's a major well, he's kind of the ringleader them. too right was the mask in those movies not that i can remember which that, people are going to come at me because it probably is but i yeah. can't remember it i haven't watched it in a while look her up on twitter at i swear Brent's to god wife. <laughs> Brent's you don't wife. have twitter oh my uh, god sorry um night of the living dummy and that's that's got three or four books with it because there's bride of the living dummy i right. think um also, uh, Night and Terror Tower, and I noticed the main difference, I think, between these Goosebumps ones and uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark was a lot of these Goosebumps were two parts. The episodes? Or yeah. The, okay, I was going to yeah. say not the books, but the episodes? Yeah, yeah. versus, yeah, I think so. and I, I don't know if uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark was 30 minutes or 60 minutes. Um, I don't think it was 60 minutes. Yeah, so then we have The Haunted Mask, which of course is was one of my favorites as a kid and i just remember on halloween night i think they showed that and i was at my grandpa's house watching it uh on the big zenith console tv oh, yeah. on the floor the kind that you know if he, if he had uh lived to see the tv oh. die which he passed away by the way thanks, thanks for, bringing for bringing that, that up, up. And, uh, uh that's the kind of tv that when that tv dies you get a new one but then you then put it on, on top, top of, of the actual console yes yeah. my grandparents did that and that uh, some people will call that white trash but i just it's what ingenuity <laughs> yeah why it's still a good tv it just doesn't work so that that was kind of the top 10 uh goosebumps one and we watched um in preparation, I just kind of chose one, uh, Goosebumps. It was called Camp Nightmare, and you oh, had yeah. seen the one where essentially the kid goes to camp, and over the course of the episode, everybody disappears and then reappears, and he's like, where did Jimmy go? And then everybody will be like, there was never any Jimmy. And eventually, he's got to like shoot the camp counselor. It's all In a the big... heart with a tranquilizer. Yeah, it's all a big test. Uh, to see if he can travel with his parents, because apparently the government says you got to pass these tests to be able to travel with your parents. Right. And then what was the major twist at the end? That plot twist is they hear people on Earth are crazy, and then it pans up to the sky and shows a big Earth in the sky. So there's two twists. There's one where it's all just a big test that could have been enough, and then they're like, uh, and now we're going to Earth. Which I I told you I hope is the plot twist of everything we watch from here on out, goosebumps or not, just could be Seinfeld. <laughs> and at, Seinfeld. At the end, they're all driving and Jerry's sob, and he's like, "Let's head to Earth." Earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I that's all I have on goosebumps. You have any more on that? 
Not really. Yeah. Not really. It's a, it's a good book series, and I think it's good for kids. Well, and you read all the time. You're an avid reader. You could right. read one of those books, which you said it's not even 100 pages. You could probably read that in a, a couple hours. Would, yeah, about an hour. Yeah, so. and you, you're giving me the stupid look. <laughs> well, I didn't know where you were going with that. I was just saying. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I guess, well, here in my notes, we also have uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? So we'll just do them back-to-back, rain from... Okay. 90 to 96, and then was rebooted, I think, in 99. Uh, so, uh-oh, I got my notes mixed up. Uh, oh, boy. I know. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, re- rebooted in 99. Uh, both series of Are You Afraid of the Dark revolved around a group of teenagers who refer to themselves as, quote, the Midnight Society. Every episode uh, was host- hosted at a secret location in the woods. One member would tell a, a spooky story to the group, the actual story, Rather than the telling was displayed on the TV screen, or the, to the to the viewer rather, the story was shown between the group's arrival at the site and then uh, the departure. Each storyteller, this is my favorite part, would begin their story by uh, saying submitted to, for the approval of the Midnight Society and then throw what they called, quote, Midnight Dust. Which Sounds like a drug. I know, like, hey... Uh, <laughs> Got any more of that midnight dust? You on know you? where I can get some, uh, just like scratching your neck and <laughs> yeah. feeding for it. Like I need that midnight dust. And you and I watched this YouTube video. Apparently, that was what non-dairy creamer they threw in the fire. Yes. So I guess that makes it flame up. I don't know. If you remember, we're, we're gonna yeah. go try it right after this. Yeah. Uh, I hate to waste all our non-dairy creamer <laughs> in this time of crisis. Yeah. Uh, so. Did you remember a lot of these episodes? I really didn't because we went uh, through this kind of thing like that happens when you're poor, when you have cable sometimes and then you cancel it for a few years and oh, have you? it again. <laughs> uh, so I only watched that at my aunt's house and I really don't have any opinion on it except the intro scared the crap out of me. Yeah. And then I hate it at the end where whoever got chosen to to put out the flame they had to do it by themselves like why couldn't they all just wait and walk back together that part scared me that's kind of a rule of thumb wherever you leave a public place leave together and they're like let's just leave this kid to throw out put out the and it was only one bucket of water right what if it didn't go out you just you're stuck you're stuck you gotta wait there and make sure it doesn't i think that was the most terrifying part like i really honestly can't even remember a lot like an episode that sticks out to me because I we just didn't have Nickelodeon. So yeah. my cousins were, you know, more into it than I was. But that always I never understood that. I was like, why can't we all just wait and go together? I could smell the pour on you. <laughs> That's coming from somebody still who marrying me, so. stole cable. <laughs> we we had <laughs> we just cable. weren't that smart to steal it. Well, at first we had the, the you know, we paid for it monthly. And then my parents got divorced. Thanks for bringing that up. And <sighs> then. Uh, my brother, thanks for bringing him up. Would <laughs> two for it. eventually, you know, we canceled it and then nobody just came out to unhook it. And we were getting like HBO and Showtime. Maybe they felt bad for you. Probably. They probably heard all the bad all stuff the that, happened, stuff to that me. happened to you as a child. <laughs> uh, so nobody came to unhook it. And then eventually I think our neighbor got it. And then the, the, they realized that we were getting it. Right. So they unhooked it. And then my, thankfully my brother was pretty, uh, uh, I don't know handy uh, handy so he hooked it back up to the he what are you gonna do he's I mean he's no longer with us anymore so they can't charge him this this is pretty dark for a th- an episode My to God, sh- show you really <laughs> if you haven't listened to the show up till now you're like why is he bringing up all his, this stuff? his brother and his that's, parents that's divorce. what I do uh so yeah so we had cable but it was uh illegal well that's all right yeah well what are you gonna do you know it's over seven years ago. Statue of limitations. Well, here, and it, oddly enough, I remembered more of these Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes than the Goosebumps ones, and I think mostly it had to do with the time slot, because I think either Goosebumps was on at like three when you got off it at school. It was like right after school. School, yeah, or on Saturdays, but then Are You Afraid of the Dark was at like eight o'clock at night or right before. Right. Uh, I definitely on SNCC, the Saturday night Nickelodeon, but also... All this Nickelodeon lingo, I have no idea. Uh, this I'm was so sorry. Saturday. Yeah, it was when they all the, the cool kids. So if you're okay. like 13, you're like a real teenager. Uh, here's three episodes that I remember. 
the tale of the laughing, uh, the tale of laughing in the dark, and it has to do with your favorite subject, clowns. Oh my god, I hate uh, them. To prove to his friends that a supposedly haunted funhouse isn't really haunted, Chris steals the nose of a clown inside called Zebo. It's revealed Zebo is named after a crook who burned to death inside another funhouse. Jesus. You got to have that part so he can come back for revenge. Right. Uh, much like Chucky, you got to have yeah. s- somebody in poorly. And stealing the clown nose, Chris becomes paranoid that Zebo is stalking him. In spite of his frequent appearances on people's list of scariest clowns, Zebo doesn't physically do anything in the episode. He menaces us without lifting a finger. Uh, it's what uh, we don't see and quote, tales, uh, the tale of the laughing dark that keeps Zebo so uh, ingrained in our memories. Who is getting that close to a clown to be able to steal the nose yeah. off of one, though? Uh, somebody that uh, took a dare because he wants to be cool for his friends. I would never. That is never anything that I would ever do. The tale of the Quicksilver. This one, uh, you and I watched that YouTube video of the, some of the top 10 episodes because we couldn't really watch them. And this one was right. not on the list, but this one scared me. This was on the promo for Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it was just, I'll show you the picture, but it's a hooded figure with like brown face and he the promo of the commercials was just floating towards a kid's bed so obviously he was on wheels or something but to think of that coming at you while you're sleeping i I, I mean scary looking but nothing beats like some of the other stuff like the scarecrow we saw well the clown in general but the the scarecrow picture that you showed me on for goosebumps that is way scarier than that but i understand i get it Uh, after moving in their new house two brothers suspect there's something strange going on in their shared bedroom by the way i didn't uh one of the articles i read about goosebumps um is that a lot of them start with somebody moving to a new town right which the the movie does Mm -hmm. moves to a new town or they go on a vacation or they go stay with a relative so it's mm-hmm. always like a character moving in to something else. Well, you know that he was a super sick kid. and R.L. Stein. Yeah, right. And he was always in bed and created this world. So it makes sense that people were moving or going places because mm-hmm. he couldn't really do it. So. Yeah, so he had to imagine in his mind. Uh, the, and now back to the uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? The older brother dreams of a girl casting what looks like a spell in the same room. He mistakes her uh, twin at school for a girl and his dreams who perished in a fire. What in the is old with the house. fire theme? Uh, his new house, uh, his their their old house, his new house. Finally, this uh, surviving sister helps uh, the brotherly battle uh, an evil spirit haunting their bedroom. So it was that thing coming towards them. I mean, in your bedrooms, your safe space. So I could see how that would freak yeah. kids out. Well, and reading that one, it reminded me of another one that I didn't. Uh, well, there's two actually. One I showed you was the pirate one. I think it was uh, the tales of the, the water demon. Water demon. So I remember seeing that as a kid, and these people are coming out of the water. It, I guess it was really good effects for seeing it as a kid, but it was these wet zombies, right, coming out of the water, and essentially some somebody stole their treasure, and they need it back. So eventually they they get them to stop coming out of the water and chasing them by giving the treasure back, which I told you was the plot of the movie. The fog, yeah, the fog from right, John exactly Carpenter. Exactly like it. So it was only when I saw the fog years later, I was like, "Well, they just ripped that <laughs> off." But as a kid, you don't know that. Well, yeah, you're probably not watching the fog as a thirteen-year-old. No. And I remember another episode. It, it based it was based on a kid who froze to death outside. There seems like there's a lot more death. Like I feel like Goosebumps at least like leaves it on like a cliffhanger, yeah. or your imagination can go either way. But this one's like a lot of fire, a lot of death. Yeah, and well, especially this had to do with the kid dying, right? And you don't ever mess with that. Stand out of (laughs) stand out of outside the kid, the other kid's window, and appear as a ghost, and you would just hear him say, "I'm cold." Oh my god! (laughs) And I think the way they stopped the they got the kid to stop appearing to them was to like he crawled inside of a log to to stay warm, and he froze to death there. So they put a sweatshirt inside of the log. So then he finally had something to keep him warm. Wow. Sweatshirts solved all of our problems. Was a, yeah, it was a hoodie. Like, yeah, if, if how cold is it that a hoodie is going to keep you from freezing to death and then appearing in your afterlife? We're laughing about a death of a child. Isn't that funny? That's horrible. Uh, and then this one, I remember this one, uh, was the tale of the dead man's float. And we saw that one where somebody had drowned in the pool 
and the effects on this one are really good. It's like a skeleton covered in red seaweed type stuff. Oh, yeah. And that one was really scary, too. That also kind of reminds me of the fog, the way that character yeah. looks. Yeah, I sense. think stuff, s- s- wet, scary stuff coming just out kinda, of the water. Yeah, this reminds you of that in general. And you would be scared of that one because you would think there was a shark in there. I sure would. Do you have anything on... Um, Not no? really. I just didn't get to watch it. I'm too poor. I'm sorry. Uh, too poor. Still too poor. Uh, so let's move on to some other stuff. He, and you know I'm a big fan because we're sitting in a room of some of the stuff. But right. a lot of kids' first introduction to horror or children's horror, fake horror, was Scooby-Doo. Right. Um. So that's always been like something I've loved because I used to just watch that as a kid. And I remember there would be like a a marathon on Cartoon Network. So usually it was like 8 o'clock they'd show Scooby-Doo, whatever it was. But then they showed all of them 20, it was like a 48 hour marathon and they had facts in between the Scooby-Doo episodes. So I, somewhere there's still a VHS tape floating around of me getting all these Scooby-Doo tapes because before that you couldn't buy the tapes or a DVD, you know. You'd have to record it all Yeah, well, and I did, I did the numbers on Scooby-Doo, 43 movies, 27 short films, 14 different TV series, and none of them have less than 13 episodes. Well, that's like when we go to Walmart and you're just walking past and browsing the Blu-rays or whatever and you see a, another Scooby-Doo movie mm-hmm. that you had no idea that existed yeah, or why would it exist. Who knew that Scooby-Doo was going to cook with Bobby Flay or right? whatever the... What's the one I bought you? The wrestling one. It was Yeah, the, I'm a wrestling fan right? too and it was a, they have had two of them crossovers with WWE and it's you know voiced by all the WWE wrestlers. And you still haven't watched it, right? I have. Because oh, remember that night the One Power went out? I don't. <laughs> I, I have no idea what power night you're went speaking out, of. And I tried to make moves on you, and you were like, "Not tonight." <laughs> Not tonight, watch your Scooby Doo. So I, I watched. Put in the Scooby Doo. <laughs> that's my go-to. Yeah, that's really how you really want to show that you're a man. Is no. All right, I'm gonna go watch my Scooby Doo tapes. Uh, and just something I thought was fun. The first uh, voice of Shaggy was uh, Casey Kasem. Oh, yeah. From his radio show. He's since died. Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, my God. He died in a fire and froze to death. No, and he he re- was he on off. an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I think he was. Uh, <laughs> he It was a radio show where he would take caller uh, <laughs> requests. Uh, and then Don Messick was the first uh, voice of Scooby-Doo. But then Fred, the first voice of Fred, was Frank Welker who's currently voiced him since 1969. Good. God, that is a long time. And he took over Scooby in 2002 and if you, you we've all heard a Frank Welker voice. He was Megatron, he was Garfield, he was right. Nibbler from Futurama. Oh, you've, I didn't know that one. Yeah, you've heard a Frank Welker voice. So you can hear the voice and recognize yeah, it. Yeah, cuz a lot of them are not the same, but also you're like that's slightly higher pitched than whatever right. voice he does. Uh, and then on to our next series, because I did put a, a question out on Facebook. I said, you know, what's some stuff you'd show your kid that's scary but not scary? And this one was pretty popular, Erie, Indiana. See, I watched that more than I ever did Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. It must have been on, like, I don't know, public access. Well, it, was, it started out on Fox uh, from 91 to 92, but then was moved over to uh, or NBC from 91 to 92 and then move over, moved over to Fox. We must have gotten Fox with our bunny ears then. Well, that yeah, that's one of the free channels, right. one of the poor people's channels, uh, <laughs> and now we don't, don't have cable at all. That's okay. Hi, I was going to say their names, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Hi, Barb and uh, that's Eric. a horrible name. Well, it doesn't matter if I'm making them up. I'm bad at improv, by the way. The series was created by Jose Rivera and Carl uh, Schaefer with uh, creative consulting from Joe Dante, who I told you. Uh, we'll talk about his movies later, but he was the director of Gremlins, Gremlins, Gremlins yeah. Two, The Howling, uh, Small Soldiers, and uh, The Burbs. That's oh, what yeah. we talked about. So uh, he had his hands in a little bit of everything. Just and, like you. Yeah, well, <laughs> a little bit of everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, unless there's a Scooby Doo DVD to watch. Uh, did you? Uh, I mean, did you do? You? I think you did some research on Erie and Indiana. Well, I just know? personally remembered like. When I was thinking about it, like it's one of those shows that you forget about. Yeah. Because it, it didn't run very long. It, it was, it, it was good. But yeah, it was one season and it didn't run very long. So I just always remembered like once I started watching on YouTube, like the short intro for it, mm-hmm. 
I just knew that it was going to say Erie, Indiana, population 16,661. Yeah. Because I just remember that where he's on his bike in the like in the well, that, actual intro. That intro is very um, Twilight Zone-esque. It is, yeah. But also reminiscent of that scene in Wizard of Oz where the tornado oh, comes, yeah, I it think. it really is. And, and the witch is flying through on her bike. That's right. what the kid's doing through all these... You know, Bigfoot and Dracula and all this stuff, but go ahead. And the Elvis. Uh, that was the other thing that I remember. My dad's a big Elvis fan, and I always just remember in the intro, he would address this guy that looked like Elvis, and the Elvis impersonator would always say, thank you, little paper boy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I and, don't know why it's so funny. In that did. universe, uh, they had Bigfoot eating out of the guy's trash can, so right. probably in the Erie, Indiana universe, that's the real Elvis. It probably is. And back to you... Uh, Bonding with your dad over horror stuff. Right. Which now I don't think he's a big horror he fan. He is not. my. I mean, the town I was raised in was not very uh, friendly to that anyways. So. Well, and I talk about it in my act, if you've ever, ever seen me do stand-up, but you talk about how you've never even been trick-or-treating. Just like my grandparents' house. Yeah, I never went to a stranger's house. I but never you, did anything like that. We did Hallelujah Night. Hallelujah Night. And tell hallelujah me what night. that is, because I want the listener to hear what this is. <laughs> Just kidding. Fun of me for it. So Hallelujah Night is where you dress up and it has to be an appropriate costume no devils uh nothing demonic of course and you go to the church and we would play games and get candy and then we would take food to the shut-ins of our congregation yeah which and that's not that's there are worse things to be doing but it's not trick-or-treating brand i know i was gypped you were well <laughs> i'm allowed to say that because you're part gypsy gypsy that's but right. uh, uh you can edit it out later no i won't <laughs> Like I'm, I'm not about to edit out this racial slur right here. <laughs> no. was, you really need to now. I didn't even think about no, it. No, it's fine. Uh, and then I remember trick or like I went every year for probably till I was 12 or 13. I think probably I was a freshman in high school. So whatever age that is, probably 12 or 13. Too old? Too uh, old to be trick or treating? No. No? I was the appropriate I didn't know age. if there was an, ever, an age, a cutoff. Because when we had trick or treating our first year in this house, and I saw a lot of kids that were like 17. Yeah. Looking. I mean, of course, they could have been younger, but I well, mean, it doesn't bother me. I, I loved it. I was on the road and you, this is a new neighborhood for us, right. but you said we had like, it was, it was snowing and raining. Right. And we still had like a hundred kids. Like a hundred kids. This is a big neighborhood. And that was, you know, our neighbors, the, the one people we've met around the, here. The one neighbors that yeah. talked to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't like everybody else. Yeah, no, that's but right. uh, they said we usually get like 200 kids. Yeah, like an insane amount. I had a whole big, big dish of candy and then a separate dish for toys, like little like yeah, stickers and stuff like that. Yeah, stuff. kids with like gluten allergies or whatever. And uh, I just at one point I was just like, take whatever you want because I didn't think we would have yeah. any. And then towards the end, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to run uh-huh. out. I had to turn my light off five minutes early. Shame. Shame. Uh, so I don't know what, what we've been talking about, but you've never been trick-or-treating, so <laughs> no. then it translated into liking all this horror stuff. I love Halloween. I'll always take it off. I love horror movies, yeah. Uh, so let's do a quick synopsis of Erie, Indiana. And that was also the thing that I liked about the show called Erie, Indiana, because being a kid from Indiana... It was nice to hear the name in it. Just I, like other people feel for Stranger Things, it's Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah. So it's a big thing. Well, yeah, because as a kid, I was like, nothing is from Indiana. Nothing you know, is, yeah. Unless it's the movie Hoosiers or Rudy. I think I say Hooters for Hooters. some reason. I was like, I don't think that's a movie. <laughs> Usually yet. that's what's on my mind, not your... <laughs> the series revolves around Marshall Teller, a teenager whose family moves, again, moves... To a desolate town of Erie, Indiana, population 16,661. While moving into his new home, he meets Simon Holmes, one of the few normal people in Erie. Together, they are faced with bizarre scenarios, which include discovering a sinister group of intelligent dogs that are planning on taking over the world, uh, meeting a tornado hunter who is reminiscent of Captain Ahab. They also confront numerous urban legends such as Bigfoot, and a still-living Elvis Presley. There we go. There he I is. didn't even read that far into the the thing. Although the show was a, a host to a pl- plethora of jokes, it also featured some serious stuff as well. We watched the first two episodes of the series because I believe it's on, was it on Amazon maybe? Amazon Prime. Yeah. The first one, the, they were really well put together episodes. Like right, these could yeah. have been like, if they were skewed for adults, these could have been 
uh, Tales from the Crypt type episodes. Right, like especially the first one with the Tupperware. Yeah, the lady. And the overbearing mother. Yeah, the o- the overbearing mother whose husband died. Thanks for bringing that up. Probably in a fire. Uh, <laughs> Out in the cold. Yeah, has twin sons and she sells Tupperware. It's like it's, the original MLM. Yeah, and what is that? Like a marketing level scheme kind of thing. You can say pyramid scheme. <laughs> no, no. Allegedly. I don't know. I don't know if that does anything, but... Uh, she sells this Tupperware and everybody and her group gets together and it's a very 50s housewife, which is weird because this is a modern day town, right? but still 50s. And the kids have been children since 1960 something. For like 30 years. And it turns out she's been having them sleep in Tupperware. She herself sleeps in Tupperware and she's not aged at all. Right. So then the kids want to grow up uh, and then they're the you know, older twins at the, at the end. But in my head, I'm like, why would anybody besides children ever want to grow up? If you can right, stay that put me young. Back in it. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, fine with that for that's, a while. It was essentially the hyperbolic chamber of Tupperware. It was really well done. Yeah. I mean, it looked realistic. Like it looked like, I mean, essentially their beds were just yeah. Tupperware, mm-hmm. like large Tupperware, obviously. Which I re- that's my mom always sent my sandwiches and stuff to school in Tupperware. And, and you just, always lost the Tupperware, didn't you? I didn't I even lose the Tupperware. I just left the whole lunchbox. I remember having like five lunchboxes at school. That's like the biggest way to piss off a mother is to lose the Tupperware. I'm not even a mom and it ticks me off when I can't find yeah. it all. Well, now it's Gladware anyway. Well, that's true. Uh, don't get mad. Get glad. Get glad. Uh, don't get pissed <laughs> off. Get glad. And then the other episode was that dog one where some kid gets... Uh, braces and now he can pick up frequencies of dogs talking to each other. I feel like that's very similar to one of the Goosebumps episodes, but I can't remember off the top of my head which yeah. one it is. I mean, it's at a certain point. I think there's only there's so only many so ideas that you can do. That's there, I remember appropriate. there was one. It was a Goosebumps episode when it had like a black dog with red eyes, and they were telepathic with each other. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, but the, both episodes. If you're looking, I would say even. Go watch Erie, Indiana before Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark if you've never seen it. Yeah, I think so. I I think it's really underrated. I mean, it's a bit cheesier, I think, like as it goes on from what I remember. But I think like I've heard people refer to it as like a kid's Twin Peaks, which I'm not into. So I can't really tell you if that's the truth. Uh, Also, like a kid's X-Files. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's smart. I mean, he keeps a diary and keeps all the evidence Mm -hmm. uh, from things. So I think it's smart and... I liked it, and it's very underrated. I wish it would have gone on longer, but... Any other thoughts on Erie, Indiana? Nope, I think that's it. Now we're just going to do a, a, a bunch of quick hits, but uh, I had Ghostbusters, and I had Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Held Ramis, Rick Moranis, and Sigourney Weaver. The budget for the movie, I just thought was interesting. $25 million, and it made $295.7 million at the wow. box office. And of course, the thing that scared me in that movie was the gray lady in the New York Public Library. <laughs> Library. Library. Uh, also, I did some research on uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, which currently has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it really? That's one of those, which w- we have watched it in the past couple of years, and I still, it's it's a corny kids movie. I mean, it's a kids movie, but I think a lot of it is nostalgic for us, because yeah. we both grew up watching it. Like, maybe if you didn't, you're kind of like, mm-hmm. this Ernest. is horrible. Yeah, I mean, it's Ernest. It's, it's smart physical comedy, too. Yeah. I mean, it's something different than other kids movies it's better than some guy dressing up in a costume and ranting Ranting in a garage or a truck (laughs) (laughs) like you 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 agreed with that (laughs) more than you should have before you even told me it was you that you were talking about interesting facts about Ernest. i i learned from the other podcast excuse me podcast that we like called laser time right i'd uh, urge people to check that out uh but Ernest started out as like a pitch man so he would do like commercials for the uh dairy council in wisconsin and he'd be like you know what i mean Vern? when i get thirsty i reach for some two percent milk and then and he's cleaning the gutters in the commercial what you can find him on youtube so then he would take that commercial and he would just change it for sprite for new hampshire right so you know what i mean when i'm thirsty i reach for some sprite and eventually they made these movies and it was he was a disney owned property this was the last movie that disney put out because it did, I didn't even know it was Disney yeah it did poorly at the box office uh was Ernest scared stupid so uh of course 
the plot of essentially somebody buries the. I realize the plot of this is very similar to one of those leprechaun movies. Oh my God. Yes. We just watched all those not too long ago. Those are really bad. Leprechaun in the hood. Yeah. Leprechaun in the hood and then leprechaun in space. Leprechaun jumps a shark. I thought they were fun. Uh, you and I disagree. <laughs> but uh, in the town of Briarville, Missouri, uh, Trantor is a demonic troll who transforms children into wooden dolls to feast upon their energy. And uh, one of Ernest's relatives, uh, I don't know, uh, he seals him, uh, seals him in an oak tree. And uh, his name is Phineas uh, Worrell, and an ancestor of Ernest established a seal. Out of vengeance, Trantor places a curse on the Worrell family, stating that he can only be released uh, on the night of Halloween or night before Halloween. And by the hands of a Worrell, uh, as part of the curse, every generation of Worrells will get dumber and dumber and dumber, <laughs> quotes. So that's how we get Ernest accidentally releasing this troll uh, and scared me. It never scared me. I, I mean, it's good. I think it's funny. I think nobody does faces like he does, like yeah. just over the top. and Jim uh, Varney. Yeah. So uh, what are some of your other suggested things that you would have kids watch that's aren't that's not too scary i think that obviously all the tim burton films the corpse bride and you've uh, seen all these i've not seen all these i know you need to you've seen way more of these movies uh just uh, movies in general yeah i mean you've got a decade on me yeah i do not have a decade (laughs) on you it's two years i I know but it's fun to say god go ahead uh so i would say all the tim burton films like the corpse bride especially the corpse bride Coraline as well, like all the ones that are lesser known, because I think a lot of people have seen was it The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, Frank and Weenie, wasn't that one of them? Frank and Weenie was one of them. That's a Frankenstein-esque story. Yeah. I mean, I think they're all good, but the one I really wanted to talk about, because I feel like it's so underrated, and I spent a really long time trying to actually find uh, the movie before I thought, oh, I could just go on Amazon and buy a Blu-ray. I mm-hmm. wanted to look for the VHS and so it's the Halloween tree. Yeah. Tell me about it because I've never even seen it before. So we used to have this little video tanning uh, and post office That's what building. I love about your small town is the, <laughs> the general store and tanning and... Vi- and a video store. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we used to have it there and my mom used to take me in every Friday. And I it was close to Halloween and I saw this one called the Halloween tree. It looked very friendly on the front. And uh, after we watched it, my mom was... Very upset, I guess, by some of the themes in it. But keep in mind, I was from a small religious town. So what were the themes? So what it basically boils down to is it's actually a book. It's the book, The Halloween Tree. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's based about four friends. Uh, Their friend Pip is being taken away in an ambulance when they're meeting him uh, to go Mm trick-or-treating. And so you have Jenny that's dressed as a witch. Ralph as a mummy. uh, I think it's Wally as a monster and Tom as a skeleton. And so they think they see Pip running through the woods even after they've been taken away in an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go chasing him because they think it's a joke. And they come across this man in a mansion in the middle of the woods. Slender man. <laughs> he kind of looks like Slender man. Uh, and I mean, I don't want to give it all away, but yeah. it's essentially about he says that the kids uh, don't realize what they're celebrating. So he goes through the four different scenarios like why witches are important and mummies to different cultures and like Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And I think the biggest shock was at the end because, you know, all of that was good and well, it was history. My mom didn't mind that. But then at the end they found out their friend Pip had died (laughs) (laughs) again with the theme or almost died. um, Cause the guy uh, had a pumpkin tree and Pip had taken a pumpkin. And so he was after Pip's spirit. Okay. And so at the end, the friends all decided to give up a year of their final years just one year so they sacrificed a bit of themselves mm-hmm. and of course my mom was like that man represents the devil and it was but it's such a good it really doesn't i think you can take it with a grain of salt and you can watch yeah. it before but i mean it's from 1993 so i mean yeah. it's it's older but it's really good and it delves into the history and i think a lot of us don't really think about the history of Halloween. We just celebrate it to celebrate mm-hmm. it. And it was just interesting to see how other parts of the world celebrate. It's about time we put Christ back in Halloween. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Well, it sounds like those <laughs> kids were making a horcrux like on Harry Potter. It really does. Cause they had to take a bite out of a sugar skull. Oh yeah. Uh, how much of your life would you give up for me? 
I mean, not much. I don't. I'm just. I'm just teasing. Thanks That's a that horrible question to ask me while we record. Come on. I mean, some. How much do you? I probably me? don't have a lot more left. I don't know. <laughs> it took everything you had to come on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, we also have Creeped Out on Netflix, and that's kind of a new Goosebumps type show. You and I have watched it, but I think you remember more than I do. Uh, I mean, I think it's definitely more Goosebumps, and it's definitely more tailored to, to kids now. Mm-hmm. I, just an episode that sticks out is uh, a girl gets the new phone, and it's like a new Siri on her phone, mm-hmm. um, and it co- becomes like obsessed with her and will text her bullies mean things. And yeah. so I think it's really just goosebumps with just a twist of more modern yeah. stories. Is that uh, one from uh, England? Is that the one that was based at England? Maybe? In England? Yeah. Not the whole series, but that people. episode. I mean, okay. I think there are quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, uh, I don't like that. I mean, <laughs> it has a, I think the, the thing that stands out to is like the creepy whistle at the beginning. Oh yeah. I remember I mean, that. that's, and the creepy little guy that's in it, and that's about it. I mean, it's yeah. okay. Some stuff that's not new to anybody if you're an adult, but the Twilight Zone and the Munsters and Adam's Family. Right. Uh, which uh, the, I remember, that was one of those like Nick at Night shows that I would watch the Munsters. We still watch the Munsters and the yeah. Twilight Zone. As a matter of fact, like we're doing our bathroom in the Twilight Zone. That's stuff. true. Which, and even, we you know, fans. every holiday, one of them, you know, it was New Year's Eve, and I think they do another holiday. Of just all sci-fi is is just uh, Twilight Zone. There are some good episodes, and those might be a reach because it's in black and white. And I I get it that if you don't, if you're like, especially a kid nowadays, if you're like black and white, you know, I, I don't get know. It. I think that I mean all the Universal monster movies and stuff like that. I I always thought like when my parents would show me something that was black and white, yeah. I always thought it was interesting because it's different. Well, I don't to know. To me, that makes it different. scarier anyway. Yeah. Uh, and our our friend uh, Vinny Lanford, who was on this podcast, he uh, was on the, I believe, the Charlie Brown Christmas episode right? back in the archives. He just said Universal Monster movies in general. So, you know, Dracula. We recently rewatched those, too, yeah. like The Wolfman and uh, Creature from the Blue Lagoon, Black, Black Lagoon. Why did I yeah. say Blue Lagoon for it? <laughs> uh, also, Bride of Frankenstein and uh, Invisible Man. Right. Were the other ones. The Invisible Man. That was a... He was such a jerk. Yeah, he's an asshole. But he, he, really he was uh, hopped up on the uh, Invisible Man chemicals. You know, it was... It's you like know. cocaine? Is yeah, that what it really was? Because he dust. was really craving it. <laughs> uh, we also had Monster House, which I've not seen, but you've seen. I've seen everything like that. I love that movie. It's a yeah. good movie. And I think, too, you know, worried about kids, like, not necessarily wanting to watch Black and White. That looks like... I mean, it's Pixar kind of based. It looks like mm-hmm. that newer animation. So I think it would hold everybody's attention. Uh, you said Nightmare movie. Before Christmas. Of right. course, you know, who Corpse doesn't know Bride. about that? Corpse Bride. We Coraline. Also, Coraline. Uh, Adventures of Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad. The yes. first is, you know, not scary is Mr. And, Toad. But then Ichabod Crane uh, is Bing Crosby. Uh, and that's on, probably on uh, Disney Plus right now. Right. Uh, the witches, which you've showed me, and people cited. You love that movie. That's a good movie. Again, but it's not nostalgia based for me. But there's a transformation. Grandma, I remember that part. That's I say that. That's one of my around the house phrases. Is kid is always just saying grandma. No, it's that was probably one of the scarier for me was uh, when they shed their skins because they look like beautiful women, and all of a sudden they shed out their skins and. It was a horrifying thing to watch when you're eight years yeah. old. But they went from uh, a bunch of fine dime pieces to, to three, uh, three, two, <laughs> three at best. Ooh. Uh, we also have Return to Oz that was on the people's list. That is I've a not seen it. Movie. You've seen it. Yeah, that even bef- like because you and I will talk about episodes before I record them with people. You're mm-hmm. kind of my soundboard or sounding board of like, hey, what do you think about this topic? Right. So if you like the topics, you should thank my wife. But if you hate them. You should also blame put her. the blame on me. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. But I've not seen Re- Return to Oz either. It's uh, trippy. Little Shop of Horrors we've seen. Monster That's Squad. musical. And then you said Casper. You're, well, your wall over here Casper. right behind you is Casper. Casper and Elvira. <laughs> Uh, Gremlins is another one that I really like. That's, that's a good one. That's one of those hybrid Christmas, you know, could be Halloween movies too. Yeah. Original Baby Yoda, by the way. Original. <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice, Jaws was another one. Sc- a scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and I we've not seen that one. No, we have not seen that one yet. But the, I looked up the rating. That's a PG-13, so 
viewer the discretion previews. is advised. <laughs> the previews looked kind of terrifying. I remember reading it. Yeah. Well, and the and, cover to it. And I think it was not necessarily directed, but produced by Guillermo del Toro, who is really right, good. Right, who's with, really good with that kind of stuff. With um, special effects. Did he do Crimson, Pe- Crimson Peak? Yeah, that's you one we didn't like. Movie. Well, you don't like well, it I don't either. like it either, but you had a, a disdain for it I anytime did, I bring it up. Maybe I need to see it again. Uh and then what was the other one? Okay, so that was kind of the list of the short list of stuff to show your kids. Right. And that then as we wrap up, what are some stuff that as your kid is going from, you know, 12 to 13, whatever you think your kid is able to uh, see, what's some stuff that to bridge the gap into maybe some real horror type Not stuff? Sure. Um, I said uh, The Sixth Sense. I yeah. thought that was a good one. Uh, I didn't think of that one. Yeah, I think that it's it's or the others stuff like that that has like that element to it, but it's not blood and gore. I mean, there is a bloody scene in it, but it's not bad. Well, and and both those have to do with kids. So if anybody can relate to a kid, it's a kid. Right. Um, But then those were kind of for like maybe transitional, like younger. Yeah. But I thought for like uh, I kind of thought of this cool theme like. If you are somebody that's like a senior or a junior, and if you're a parent and you're comfortable, I mean, obviously we don't have children. So, I mean, obviously everyone's going to take their own for this. Like, mm-hmm. we're not saying like, this is probably just what we would show our kids. So, yeah. um, I thought it would be kind of cool. Like as a parent, right before your kids go to prom to show them Carrie and prom night. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. I, I mean, I don't think prom night's not that bad. Especially uh, when your daughter is getting ready to have her period. That's right. What? And she's de- developing her uh, psych- psychic powers. Right. It's it's an important time in a girl's life. Yeah. So um, I think those would be fun. That would be kind of something different. Uh, maybe also keep them honest on their prom night. I don't know. Not probably. A, keep it in your pants. Keep it in your pants. Um, and then I also said, like, definitely I would say for, again, use your discretion, but I love trick or treat. Yeah, and you and I talked about because I was like, what about trick or treat? And then you were like, well, there's like a porn scene in the background. She's like, put the porno tape in and yeah, you can hear it. And it is kind of bloody and there's dead children and mm-hmm. a principal kills a child. I mean, I get it like it, it but it's done in like a what's playful the right way. Word? like a playful way. And that sounds man, don't ever play this back because this is going to make me sound like a heartless. You know, person. it's like a playful, <laughs> a playful murder, killing? playful porn. Uh, but no, I mean. I think that if you're if your child is smart and is gonna watch that kind of stuff anyways, this is a fun, different kind of like, you know, anthology. And that's an anthology movie, so yeah. you've got three different stories. So maybe actually the, four, four if you include the person. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if you're if you just show parts of movies to your kids and right. you're like you don't want to watch this I mean, one, it's but you definitely can... eighteen. Like if I mean if your kids like I think I would show my kid that senior year. Like, yeah. they know people have sex. It's not, I mean, it doesn't show anything. It's just the noise. Yeah, well, and you and I, as evidenced by, you know, what you've told me and about seeing stuff as a kid, we uh, probably saw stuff horror-wise that we shouldn't have seen as a kid. That's a right. lot of people. Worth I mean, like, I shouldn't have been watching Tales from the Crypt when I was five. Yeah. That, I mean, it has a lot of adult themes, but yeah. I turned out fine, so. Well, I don't know about <laughs> that, but, you know. Watching, I remember my mom and I sitting down to watch Scream. Yeah. And then we we also watched Scary Movie, which is a parody of Scream. Oh, man, that's a hard one to watch with your kids, the, I would imagine, first, or vice versa. That's the only movie that my mom has ever been like, nope. And your mom is not one to be like, nope. No. You know what I mean? Like, she well, doesn't. It, it, yeah. I, maybe if you're listening with your kids, I don't want to go into too much detail. I've already right. said the S word, which is S-H. No, uh, uh. <laughs> I won't say it, but I have not said a it's single a, curse it's word. It's a sex scene at the beginning of the, and my it's first off, it's just awkward watching with your mom. The, I mean, any sex scene like my dad was the worst, of course, but my mom would be like, hey, it, I mean, it happens or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, she like he was definitely one that if you were sitting there and you didn't know it was going to come on, he'd be like, oh, close your eyes, close your eyes. And, yeah. run, you know. It would be a big deal. It's it's always weird when people say, yeah, it was an awkward sex scene with your parents. And I would like to hear people be like, yeah, it was a pretty good sex scene with my mom there. <laughs> you know, uh, any of your movies? And I can jump into mine. I think that's it. I, I had, uh, you'll have to correct me because you've seen this movie more than I have, but it involves kids. It's a Stephen King book, Children of the Corn. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a little bloody, but not bad. Not yeah, at all. There, as far as I know, there's no sex. There's very little swearing. Uh, I mean, I think that there are uh, kids that are pregnant in that. But I yeah. mean, it's 
yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, no, I, I would show a teenager that. Uh, I would say A Quiet Place. Oh, that's another one I was thinking about. Yeah, which I think, I don't know that's a rated R movie, and that's a newer one that you could show people. I don't think it's rated R. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I also had Happy Death Day. Oh, that's a good one. Which And that's, when you hear the premise, you're like, oh, that's kind of, it's actually a good movie. It's fun. And it's, there's... As far you as liked I, it more than I did, but yeah. I do think it's still uh, a good one to show. I mean, uh, for another Stephen King edition, a werewolf uh, movie, Silver Bullet. That is an excellent movie. I can't believe I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And then my final one, uh, The Fog. Yeah. So maybe show your kid the, I don't know what, you, what that episode was from Tales of the Dark. or t- I'm getting all my shows mixed up now. <laughs> Are Tales, you afraid of the dark? Tales of the Goosebumps. Are you afraid of the dark was... Um, the pirate one I told you about. The Night of the Water Demons? Yes. And then you could show your kid the fog later. Right. Um, and I just wanted to point out when I just, I did a quick Google search of, I typed in horror movies for kids on Google. Because so, Google's already so right, right? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, this is why you should have listened to this podcast <laughs> as opposed to trusting Google because the first entries were like uh, Goosebumps, Paranorman, Coraline, the fourth one is the new it you know what though i mean we have a lot of friends that have showed their kids that yeah but that's one where you also well, i mean that's parents discretion of course yeah. but no i don't think i would show my five-year-old it <clears throat> what about uh the conjuring you know what i think that one would be actually a one a good one for the list that we just had i don't think that it's i, oh, I maybe not i disagree I don't know. okay you can disagree it's scary but and then this one right. you and i will not uh, we'll both agree on <laughs> okay. is the witch. Absolutely not. And that's more so a kid doesn't want to listen to this old English. I love that. It's a slow movie. It is a slower movie and it uh, definitely has, I mean, you're essentially making a deal with the devil. So yeah. do you want your kids to, to learn live that? Live deliciously, as <laughs> yes. they say in the movie. Would you like to live deliciously? This other one is uh, Hereditary. Oh my God, no. <laughs> no. That's horrible. Uh, it, it says for kids. It's yeah. I googled horror movies yeah, for be- kids. It also has The Shining, Poltergeist. Uh, maybe I mean, Poltergeist. Poltergeist would- isn't a bad one. I mean, no. it's. I think as an adult, because you know some of the things, like they use real skeletons. Like to me, it makes it more creepy now. But your kid's not gonna know that. Yeah. Right? I mean, I prefer. Tell them. I don't watch a movie unless there are real skeletons <laughs> in it. Uh, this is one we forgot to ba- talk about. One of your favorites, uh, Hocus Pocus. Right. It was on this I list. I think that that one, I tried to do ones that were like, like you might not think of more like path. Hocus yeah. Pocus is something that everyone is going to mm-hmm. think of. And it's we also movie. forgot to mention the Adams Family movies. I think we're both more Munsters fans. That's than the thing is Adams Family, but I mean, I've seen the Adams Family, but it's, it's not one that you know. I know all the characters, but it's I don't have a favorite episode of the Adams Family. You well, know? and the movies too. I think that's a good one to show your kids. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's elements of horror to it, but horror is subjective anyway. So I mean, yeah. it depends on what you're comfortable with. I would let my six or seven year old watch that. Yeah, fine. You know, I think that's the episode. I think that's it. Uh, well, what, what's a sh- what's that show, uh, Supernatural? Do you know anything about that show? It's on this list right here. Um, I mean, I actually just started to rewatch it because my, my aunt and my cousin are obsessed yeah. with it. Uh, I tried watching it a little bit on CW in high school or mm-hmm. maybe early college. I don't even Over remember anymore. Over the pants, <laughs> HJs of TV, of TV <laughs> networks was CW. Uh, um, or whatever it was on to begin with. Uh, I watched uh, the first maybe six episodes. There, two of them were super creepy. I mean, there's some of them that are. I watch scary movies all the time when you're gone and mm-hmm. when I'm home alone. And well, you fall asleep like I do to scary right. movies. I mean, falling asleep pe- to and people can't believe scream. that. Yeah, you know. or eat to zombie movies. It is what it I is. I don't like to watch uh, um, <laughs> Walking Dead and eat. <laughs> I do. I mean, it's it. It's all make believe, right? No. <laughs> I don't watch it unless it's real brains. Also, another one I wanted to mention was just Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. I'm looking at all these movies now that bring up stuff. But, right. Uh, so any any other thoughts, final thoughts? Uh, no, I think that's it for me. Yeah, let's plug your social media. It's <laughs> at Tony Foxworthy. <laughs> 
Uh, thanks for listening. If you like this, please go online, give a, a positive review for the show. Uh, there are also other episodes in the archive, Extravagant Celebrity Purchases. Do you listen to them, so that's why I have to watch what I say when you're not in the room. Right. Do you have a favorite episode that I've done? Mm, I like the Uber Facts ones. Uber Facts. And if you're not familiar, if you skip those, we just pull up at Uber Facts on Twitter. It has nothing to do with driving, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so really did, boring when yeah. you do it that way. It's just facts, and we talk about it. So it's kind of a potpourri of topics. You never know what's going to come up. And then it just kind of branches off to other topics anyway. So uh, all those episodes are available right now. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to my wife. My wife. My wife uh, <laughs> for being on the show as well. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Yeah.